Hi, everybody, and welcome to uh, this edition of INV Unfiltered. Um, this podcast comes to you from INV Fintech, the global fintech accelerator run in partnership with Fiserv and several banks. And I'm JJ Hornblast, your host and the principal of INV Fintech. Um, if you want to learn more about uh, the accelerator, please visit invfintech.com. And uh, as always, this, uh, this episode and other episodes are posted at invunfiltered.com. Um, we are so pleased today to uh, welcome Theodore Lau from AARP. Um, I will be calling her Theo from now on, as everyone does. Uh, it's a pleasure to have her here. She has her uh, title at AARP is Director of Market Innovation. She's had that title uh, for a couple, nearly two years um, at AARP. She's also worked at Amdocs and Nextel Communications. And uh, it's great to have you, Theo. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, JJ. Um, so maybe it might be helpful to just start with, I, I mean, you know, everybody knows of AARP as this massive organization. Um, maybe you should offer a little bit of an outline of, of the organization and then what your role is uh, over at, uh, at AARP. Sure, sure. So um, we are a nonprofit organization uh, serving the interest of people over 50. Um, as uh, some of you might know, there are over 111 million Americans that are aged 50 and older. And so our job as a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization, um, our main mission is to empower Americans 50 and older to choose how they live as they age. Um, so, and our team in particular, um, we want to achieve that mission by working directly with startups, with innovators, with like-minded organizations, as well as with the investor community to get people to get a better understanding of the needs and wants of people as they age and to try to stimulate innovation in the marketplace, both in terms of how do we help Americans stay healthy, both physically and financially, um, how can we get people interested in serving that community, um, and, and then also to get the VC community to invest and support those entrepreneurs that are in their mission to improve the lives of people. I got to tell you, Theo, all, I mean, you know, we, we at, at INV, at, at Bank Innovation, which is our, our sister blog, I mean, there's so much conversation around the millennial dynamic. Um, I'm... <laughs> I'm not a millennial any, you know, I'm not a millennial. Uh, I, I'm no longer the youngest demo out there. Um, it just feels like this plus 50 segment from a fintech standpoint, um, it, it just doesn't seem like it's top of mind. Uh, would you, <laughs> would you, I mean, I, you know, the, it, it just doesn't, you know, I mean, would you, you know, what's your sense? I mean, is it is it? Do you feel like it's changing? Why why do you think that this is the case? And I mean, I think the argument for a focus on this segment is 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 probably pretty pretty clear. But I'd love to hear 
hear it from you as well. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah, um, we get asked that a lot. Um, <laughs> and, you know, FinTech, FinTech typically, if you look at, for example, the, the startup founders, right, the, in the FinTech space, most of them don't really look anything like people 50 plus. But then there again, I can tell you a funny story. When I, whenever I go to conferences, people always think I'm 20-something, even though I think most cases <laughs> I'm old enough to be their mother. So <laughs> that's, that's a different um, conversation in, uh, by itself. Um, one thing I always ask people is, um, you know, when, when they ask, why, why the 50 plus? You know, um, the, the myth is that people over 50 plus do not use technology. You can't find them. They don't want change. They don't like change. They don't know how to deal with changes. I have asked a couple of people lately, um, you know, do you know who Steve Case is? Who is- I, I know who it's Steve funny. Case is. You yes. do. I know. You and yes. me, we do. But I can tell you there are so many, so many entrepreneurs that I've met on the road. They drew a blank. They look at me. They're like, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. Who is Steve Case? And, and, and I'll tell them, oh, my goodness, that's the guy behind AOL. That's the one that helped us, basically helped help the mass. Americans, if you will, get used to the idea of getting information online, sharing information, mm-hmm. and having access to information. I mean, and, and he was born in 1950s. So, you know, he's a classic case, or, or Steve Jobs, right? A lot of these people that are innovators today, they are not like the old, I don't want to use technology uh, segment. People that are over 50 plus, we grew up with technology in a sense. I mean, you know, I've had email for a long time. You know, whenever we worked, we've been working for like, what, the past 20, 30 years, we've been working with emails, with technology, with mobile phones, with with a lot of these things. We invented a lot of these, and we got used to them. We adapted them. And I think, you know, the myth of, you know, older population don't use technology. Yeah, that was probably true 20 years ago or so. But, I mean, look at how many grandparents that are online right now checking out their grandkids' uh, pictures on Facebook, um, texting, WhatsApping. I mean, my parents, they WhatsApp me all the time. So, yeah, there is a much greater population of people over 50 plus that are used to technology that are waiting for better technology technical solutions to to help them meet their needs can you give me an example of a particular need that you see out there that has kind of risen up through um, AARP that you is kind of right in front of you um, but isn't being addressed as you think it it should be? Oh, God, many, many. But uh, one, <laughs> one thing that um, I am actually more personally um, uh, inter- interested in and, and I don't see much um, in the marketplace is, is around caregiving. Um, so, you know, us as an organization and our team have spent the last five, six years um, trying to promote the idea of, you know, caregiving, more so from a health perspective, right? There are a lot of caregivers uh, nowadays that, that can use more support, that needs more support. Um, and so, you know, in the quote-unquote fintech space, for example, is financial caregiving. You know, 
I'm sure you and I, we both know a lot of people that are in the position either, oh, you know, our parents are getting older, our grandparents are getting older, we have to start looking at their finances, help them sort out their finances, safeguarding their finances, making sure they're not getting scammed, they're not getting, you know, paying things that they're not supposed to be doing, or, you know, at a later stage, since we are all living longer, which is a good thing, um, you know, we will eventually get to a point where we need to perhaps, you know, look at what they're spending, you know, making sure that, you know, um, they're not they're not spending more than they're not supposed to or they're not aware of. Um, so the whole financial caregiving space, um, I know of one great company, um, a few good companies that started looking at it, but my God, we need more. Yeah, I, I saw that last month AARP had a, a live pitch event, um, in, um, and, and there was a, a, a segment of startups where, where startups pitch. Am I saying this right, Theo? Am I describing yeah. the event right? Yeah. No, so, no, you're good. And, and there was uh, a segment of startups solely focused on financial services and then uh, another segment focused more, I think, on healthcare, as I recall. Um, yeah. And the, the winner uh, of the pitch contest was was golden uh, a startup and I, I'm I'm not familiar maybe tell us a little bit about that startup and you know I know it it it's focused on financial caregiving um, but yet you know you're uh, you're suggesting that more needs to be done would love to understand you know kind of how that how that syncs with with golden's uh, value prop. Yep, definitely. So golden is is interesting if you look at the founder um, Evan. He looks nothing like the uh, entrepreneurs that you expect in the Valley. Absolutely nothing. And, and, and I love it. Um, I actually tweeted out a picture after the event um, of all the uh, FinTech founders that participated on that pitch day um, with our live pitch. And you look at them, they are so different than mm-hmm. what you would expect in a normal pitch day. There are, I mean, <laughs> in terms of, of ethnicity, in terms of age, it's all over the place, and and that's how it's supposed to be. Because if you look at the demographics that we serve, right, and they are all diverse. So we are a big believer, and and you know to be able to properly serve um, the people, we need uh, a very diverse group of people and diverse thoughts and everything. So Golden um, Evan, he founded the company um, after looking at you know what his family. Uh, members have been going through. He was helping to sort out his mom's finances. And so this is a startup that's trying to help the adult children figure out their parents' financial lives. So, you know, some of the things that, you know, he did personally when his mom was getting older was, well, you know, he had to figure out how to help her pay the bills. He had to figure out what bills that she's paying, um, you know, were there things that she's just paying that, you know, just out of habit. She's been paying that for the last 10, 15 years. Is there a better way to negotiate or, you know, maybe services that she actually doesn't even use anymore, um, you know, that you can cancel? Um, so th- things like that. Um, another interesting company, a similar space, it's uh, Eversafe. So that's also another one um, solution that is designed for the entire family, 
right? Having, um, you know, a caregiver, which typically is around 40s, late 40s, um, with children of their own and also aging parents, and helping the parents um, protect them against fraud and making sure that, you know, they can have unusual activities monitored and, and alerted. And, and that's safeguarding their finances, which is basically what Ron was talking about um, in his comments on financial brands uh, yesterday. And him and I had actually a chat about it afterwards. Um, it, we, we can use more solutions like that, um, definitely for sure. How many, do you have a feel, Theo, for how many startups, fintech startups are out there focused in on, on this in broad demographic? <laughs> I am so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I, I sort of do. Um, we actually hired a firm last year to do a quick market uh, scape for us um, so that we understand better in the uh, lay of the land, if you will, because there's so much activity in the fintech space, so much investment, so much new companies that keep popping out, and we're like, just curious, how many of these actually are interested? in our demographics. Mm -hmm. Do you want to take a wild guess? Oh, I, I couldn't even guess, Theo. I, I, I'm it's not depressing. a good guesser. It's depressing. Let me hear, Let me hear it. <laughs> Last year at this time, there were like about 30. 30? Yeah. Well, you had, you, had a, you had, I think, how many, how many demoed last month? I mean, there were uh, uh, at least 10 demoing last month. Yeah, we had ten. It took. We had to. We had to source them. I sourced most of them personally, one by one. I kept looking for them, and and that's part of, part of the re main reason why we did the live pitch event is to shine a light on the entrepreneurs that, you know, are doing good things for our society. Right? They are doing good things, and we want to help them. We want to help connect them. We want to help. Um, you know, raise their profile. We wanna, we wanna mentor them. We want them to be successful, and and that's a large part of the job that that we're doing. Do you? I mean, it, it's it seems. I mean, I think it clearly. You think that you you would you would say that there's a lot more opportunity for venture capital in this segment that is not being uh, realized. Um, so, I mean, first of all, do you agree with that? I mean, the VC community has not kind of has not supported startups that that have this um, have that have a focus on this market. Not as much as we would like. Um, there are a few that are doing interesting work. So, for example, um, Omedia Network, they have invested um, in in uh, a company called United Income. And that's a company that was founded by Matt Fellows, who uh, founded Hello Wallet a few years ago. And I think it got bought out by Morningstar. So what they're doing is actually very interesting. They're looking at the problem of decumulation. So if you look at the, the whole fintech phase, right, you know, when you're talking about the older demographics, quote, unquote, everyone, or, or even, you know, um, the 20s and 30s, they're always talking about accumulation. How do you accumulate assets? Very, very few are looking at the accumulation. You know, when you're at the point where, okay, all right, I need to start drawing down my assets. Where do I start? How do I know what I own? How do I know what I owe? How do I know what benefits I have? And I mean, unless you are a master in Excel spreadsheet, which most people probably can't do, 
it's very, very hard to figure out how much you can actually spend down on a daily basis. And so that's what United Income does. And uh, Omedia Network, um, uh, the guys over there at Tillman and uh, Sarah, they invested in them because they believe in our space. They believe in you know, financial inclusion. They believe in bringing good solutions to demographics that are otherwise forgotten by the valleys and the like. Um, so that, that's one good example. Is there a feeling, is there even a, a thought for, I mean, AARP has tremendous resources. Is there a thought of AARP creating um, some sort of venture uh, fund to, to uh, jumpstart innovation in this segment of fintech? Potentially, um, you know, there are all kinds of all kinds of um, potential solutions, if you will, and and different ways that you can lead to the same um, results. So, right now, what we are mostly, at least our team, are mostly concentrated on is um, finding those startups, um, getting interest in the space, and uh, we are also we also have relationship with um, accelerators. Right, so for example, Plug and Play um, is a good friend of ours out in uh, Silicon Valley. And so instead of us direct, directly investing in these startups, we actually refer them to Plug and Play. Um, and we also connect them with investors and whatnot. And, um, and by, with our relationship with these guys, we are able to place um, certain startups into their program. So, for example, Abris uh, from New York, um, it, it's one of them. They are in the latest uh, FinTech batch at Plug and Play. And so that's, that's at least that's the way that our team has been doing right now. So what do you hope to see out in the space um, in the next, let's say, 12 to 24 months? Like what could you – what, what's your what's your goal? What's your goal? My goal is one of these days when I'm out in a fintech event, people will look at me like, "What the heck is ARP doing here?" <laughs> that, that's because you know, like you said, it's not an easy correlation to to draw. Even though um, you know, <laughs> uh, ten thousand people turn sixty five every day. That is a large number. So if you want a, a physical um, or, or a visual visualization, 20,000 people will turn 65 in the next two days, and that's enough to fill the United Center Stadium in Chicago. That's the visual. And that's a lot of people. Um, so my goal is in the next you know, year, two years, we will see more dialogue, we'll see more interest, we'll see way many more startups looking at the space, um, hopefully more than you know, the numbers that we were able to find last year. We are able to see more interest and enthusiasm from the venture capital community that says, yep, this makes sense. And also see more interest in you know, not just startups and entrepreneurs, but also you know, banks traditional incumbents, right, financial institutions, there is so much more that collectively we can do for the demographics than, you know, just the same all that we've all been doing. We're all raised to be second. Um, we're all trying to do the same thing, right? You know, gold rush, everyone <laughs> runs towards the same thing. Let, let's try to do, to, to think outside the box. Let's, let's try to see what else we can do. Well, I know you have uh, AARP published a report recently, I think in the last uh, few weeks, um, on, 
on financial technology uh, for this segment. Maybe we could, uh, maybe we'll include a link to it um, here on uh, INVonfilter.com for people to check it out. Um, any other, is that, you know, we can do that. And, and any yeah. other resources mm -hmm. that you think people um, that, you know, might be interested in this space um, can refer to? Yeah, so that's, that's the most recent one that we did. Um, and that is actually a really good one because it highlights the economic opportunity, if you will, um, ROI, right? Because um, we know that that's what the VC community will be looking at, <laughs> trying to say, hey, you know, there's money to be had. Um, there's good opportunities to be had. We also did another um, report. It's more for the economics side of it. Um, late last year. It's called the Longevity Economy. And, uh, and that one is more broadly from an economic opportunity perspective. Um, you know, it, it casts a light on the 50-plus demographics that, you know, they generate $7.6 trillion in economic activity wow. annually. And, the, and that report that can in, be found on AARP.org? Yes, yes, that was on ARP.org as well. Um, and, and we do stuff like that because we try to, a lot of the work that we do is try to say, you know, it is a big and a huge demographic. And it does a lot of things that people didn't expect. You know, there are a lot of entrepreneurs that are over 50, right? So, for example, Golden, uh, and some of them is, is an example. And they are spending a lot of money right? And they do influence innovations in the space. So let's talk to them and let's yeah. figure out what they need. Well, thanks, Theo. Thanks for sharing insights on, on this, uh, this segment of FinTech. You're welcome. Um, That's great. Um, well, thank, uh, a hearty thanks to Theo, and, and thank you all for, for joining us for this episode. Uh, again, uh, stay tuned to INVUnfiltered.com for more great podcasts. And so until next time, keep innovating and keep it unfiltered.